I know a lot of people are still chilly and frozen, but uh, down south, games are beginning, and uh, it's fun to watch, man. I enjoy catching up on it all. Yeah, no doubt, and I'm enjoying for what we have in store, what I should say you have in store for us, uh, Angler Spotlight. Two individuals are first our tackle tip, but then also our Angler Spotlight, both just rock solid as always. You bet. Let's move on into it. We've got, as you mentioned, two big tips today, one from the protecttheharvest.com Angler Spotlight, which is coming up next then. The Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight going to be rocking today. Going to talk a little southern bass fishing because that is where it's happening right now. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Bass Edge Radio. This is the ProtectTheHarvest.com Tackle Tip with professional angler Cody Huff. Hey guys, my tip of the day is going to be my setup to fish a Rapala Jigging Rap. I throw the 7 8 ounce chicken wrap, and I like to throw this bait on a 6 8 medium heavy Johnny Moore signature series rod. And I also use a signature series reel, and I use that in an 8 3 to 1. So I'm able to pick up a lot of line quickly, and I like to throw that bait on 12 pound fluorocarbon. That light line seems to really affect the fall, so definitely want to use light line, not anything any heavier than 12. On that jigging wrap, a lot of times I'll change that treble hook that comes on there with the number six BMC, and I think you'll have really good luck, and I think you'll catch everything that bites. Awesome, Cody. Great tip. Brought to you by ProtectTheHarvest.com. First by land and now by sea. For years, Lucas Oil has been a staple in high-performance vehicles on both the road and track. Now, from the makers of Lucas Oil comes Lucas Marine products, specifically engineered for marine applications. Protect and lubricate your marine inboard, outboard, or high-performance boat with Lucas Marine Engine Oil or Lucas Synthetic-Based Oil. Learn more about the complete line of Lucas Oil and marine products. Visit lucasoil.com. Nitro Performance Bass Boats. Get pro-level performance with the Nitro Z18, the official boat of Major League Fishing. The Z18, with its nimble handling and versatility, sports many of the features in the larger boats in the line, like a Guardian Live Well, a heavily insulated cooler, dual 8-foot rod storage, and our smooth and fast NVT hull. Every Nitro boat is laid out to do one thing very well, catch fish. Enormous front decks up to 45 square feet on the Z21 allow maximum mobility when battling unruly bass and feature low-profile gunnels for ease of skipping, pitching, flipping, or landing fish. Nitro Performance Bass Boats, pure fishing machines. Kurt, I was certainly saddened by the news of, of our good friend Mark Pack originator of Lake Fork Tackle past, I guess, um, you know, because of COVID, uh, certainly, right. you know, dates way back. I, I can remember the first time that, that I'd met Mark, I guess it was, I don't know, 2006, 2007, down mm. there close to his headquarters. And uh, it just goes to show you that COVID is still very real. And, um, you know, hate to see that happen, but we wish, certainly wish the best to his family. And, and they're certainly in our thoughts and prayers. Yeah, man. Bad deal affected a lot of anglers. Like you mentioned with, with a heavy heart, you know, Mark was a, he was a staple, right? I mean, like you, know, you mentioned Lake Fork Trophy Tackle Bait Company founded that. Later it was sold and won uh, FLW Tour Walmart Open back in 2008, 200,000 bucks won at Beaver Lake and fished the tour for like nine, 10 years. Yeah, man. It's just, uh, you hate to lose 
a guy uh, really, you know, any, any time nowadays, you know, 59 years old, you know, pretty young age. Right. But, uh, right. It just shows that COVID, although we're trying to move along with life and, and vaccines are coming out there and people are getting some processes uh, in place to deal with the situation, still affecting everybody's lives. And the California Toyota series, uh, MLF Toyota series out in California, I should say, uh, Lake Shasta shut down there at the end of January. They Didn't they change the, that event. the Red Crest and the, yep. and the Classic also? Yep, yep. Everybody should be aware now. Yep, the Red Crest changed from Grand Lake to, uh, over at Lake Palestine down in Texas. So that, that should be a great event. A lot of big bass caught there, but, you know, changed it because just uh, complications with having expos and, and being able to provide what they were looking to provide there at that facility at Grand Lake uh, with the casino and everything. And then, of course, the Classic, you know, in Fort Worth, uh, obviously scheduled for March, mid-late March, which should have been a great tournament, a lot of big fish. And there'll still be some big fish caught there. But they will be caught now in June. So Classic now moved to June. Uh, I think it was the first week in June, sometime around that 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th time frame. So uh, anyway, a lot of changes going on. COVID's still affecting us, uh, but you know it is what it is, and, and we'll push through and persevere as we have done for the last several months. But stay attuned to your calendars and and uh, stay healthy. You know It's important to not get lackadaisical in this time. Uh, because it's still affecting a lot of folks and, and it can affect young folks, middle-aged folks and, and older folks. So keep vigilant uh, with your safety. That's, I guess that's the protocol of the day. Right? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Hey, anyway. look, go ahead. You got something? No, I was just going to say go Chiefs. Go Chiefs, right? <laughs> there you go. I, I had to throw that out there. You know, I mean, you know, that's that's the closest team that I have now since we lost the Rams way back when. But uh, right. anyway, so uh, hopefully. Should be a great Super Bowl. Man. I hope I mean, so. You got Brady, Mahomes. I mean, how is it nuts, though, that, you know, a five seed's never beaten a one seed in the championship and Brady? Dude, yeah. I saw a And they're crazy, playing at home, you know? Crazy stat. Okay, check this out. I forget exactly the numbers, so don't take this verbatim. But something ridiculous like Brady's been to 10 Super Bowls in his 20 years or 21 or 22 years of NFL competition. And it's like 40 percent or something. And Seth Curry makes 37 percent of his three point attempts. So it's it's more likely Tom Brady will play in a Super Bowl than it is for Seth Curry to make a three point shot. That's outrageous. That's insane. I mean, I wonder, yeah, that's, that's try to figure that betting (laughs) stat out in Vegas. So uh, it should be a great game. I I hope that you're not disappointed. I don't know who I'm pulling for. You know, a lot of folks in West Texas, obviously loving on Mahomes. He's a Texas Tech grad. So you got the Red Raider contingency pulling for their alma mater. You've got, uh, uh, you know, some of my great friends are KC fans, and, and um, e- even though Tom Brady just wins, 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 and he's always in the Super Bowl, it seems like, and and winning most often, dude. I mean, like, guy is building a stupid, ridiculous legacy. But, you know, it's like you think of KVD type legacy, sure, you know, the fishing sure. deal, and and that that time frame he went through from what was it like 2006 through 2012. I mean, dude just dominated everything, and uh, that that's where Brady's at. And, and he's yep. just done it even over a longer period of time. Anyway, that's right. Super Bowl should be a good game. But we've got a good interview coming up, I'm sure, with a gentleman from Florida. Going to be a rookie on the pro circuit. Uh, hard to call him a rookie, but he is a rookie. So be right back. Get him on the phone with a Mr. Trevor Fitzgerald. Y'all stay tuned. 
Bass Edge Radio. Coming right back. This is professional bass angler Cody Huff. This is professional angler Daryl Gleason. This is 2020 U.S. Open champion Tim Klinger. This is Bass Pro Tour angler Ish Monroe. I am FLW title champion Rusty Slusky. This is Jason Christie, BASS Elite Series champion on Bass Edge Radio. Stay tuned. You know the importance of protecting your investments. So why use anything else other than the original and toughest DIY keel protector for your boat? MegaWare Keel Guard. Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our exclusive contoured edge and patented technology. MegaWare Keel Guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the longest-lasting, most dependable keel protection for your boat. Guaranteed for life. Developed specifically by boat builders, offering the best keel protection in the industry. Also for MegaWare Keel Guard, Skeg Guard, Flex Step Pro, and Pontoon Guard. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. MegaWare Keel Guard. Aaron, we've got an angler today that seems his place in the industry is kind of similar to mine. You know, we, we run some parallels. Of course, you know, I'm working with Hayabusa fishing hooks, and uh, this fella's got a, a whole business going that he started several years back. One difference, Aaron, is that he just catches more and bigger fish than I do. <laughs> that, that's without a question. But and I'm excited to hear about how he attacks catching bass as well as his business goals. Welcome to the show, MLF Pro Circuit rookie Trevor Fitzgerald. Great to have you on the show, Trevor. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Well, Trevor, uh, welcome to Bass Edge. And as Kurt mentioned, you know, in the opening, I would say you've you've kind of decided to elevate your angling to the next level. I don't know that I agree with the rookie status, you know, because obviously, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's in name only. But regardless, we'll we'll go with that. After several years of qualifying, you know, to fish the national tours, whether the Elite Series or the old FLW Tour, what makes uh, this the right time for you? Um, it's just perfect timing now, business-wise and, and family-wise. You know, my daughters are older now. You know, it's not as much uh, daycare involved and stuff like that with, with the family. And then, you know, as far as the business goes, I mean, we've got a couple full-time employees that we hired, you know, within the past couple of years to help with sales and just management and everything. So I can kind of step away, not 100%, but a little bit more than I used to be able to in the past. You know, after winning Angler of the Year on the uh, Toyota Series Southern Division last year, it just seemed fitting. It just felt meant to be. You know, it wasn't one of those where I barely squeaked in to qualify. I was fortunate. had a very lucky season. You know, had a great season and um, just felt like the right time. So, you know, I've qualified for the Elite twice and, and the Tour twice and turned it down both times and we were busy i mean the business was uh, growing and we were understaffed so now it's it's the right time very cool trevor well you know it's it's going to be great to see you out there on on more of the national scale and tearing it up obviously in in the regional you know and and kind of your your home base there that kind of southeast corner of the u.s that's where you've had a lot of your success where you spent a lot yeah. a lot of time what is your secret to that success as you mentioned you know you won Toyota Angler of the Year. You've qualified for the Elites twice, qualified for FLW Tour twice. I mean, ridiculous uh, success. What is the secret to your success uh, specifically in that part of the country? 
Well, you know, I mean, I was born and raised in Florida. You know, I was fortunate that my dad started me into fishing at an early age. Not tournament fishing, and really not even specifically bass fishing. We used to go pan fishing a lot, you know, catching shellcracker and crappie and stuff. And every time we went and fished for those species, I just had this itch for catching bass. And used to watch all the old shows on TNT and stuff and just really got infatuated with bass fishing. So fast forward to high school, I jumped in the, I believe back then it was called the Bassmasters Top 150. It was the one that Rojas broke all the records on Lake yeah. Soho. I jumped in that yeah. as a co-angler and I was in high school and you know, I was very fortunate. I got to fish with Tommy Biffle, Alton Jones. I mean, I was in the back of the boat when Alton Jones caught like a mid 30 pound bag sight fishing. <laughs> and Alton was so patient. Like, you know, he, he told me, listen, I'm going to be sight fishing all day. You net the females for me. I'll let you catch all the male. I mean, that's a great deal to me. You know, I'm a co-anger. Right. I just want to catch fish. It was more than that. It was a lesson. I mean, it was a lifelong lesson. And I took that and that lesson I got from Alton that day, believe it or not, I carried it on. I love catching them off the bed in competition days. If I can see them, I can typically give them the bite. And a lot of that stemmed from what I learned from Alton that day. So I was very fortunate. You know, I got some lessons like that throughout some of those tournaments. And just understanding the bass in the southeast, specifically the Florida strain, I mean, they can be really finicky. You know, I mean, when it's warm, I like to sight fish for them. When it's super cold, I also love to flip, pitch, and punch. So it kind of plays in my hand. So when it's warm, I can catch them off the bed when it's cold i can just punch mats and get them there also so i feel that i've been really blessed in that aspect to be fairly decent at both techniques to where no matter what the weather does i feel confident that i'm going to be able to catch enough to succeed you know yeah and your description of of those techniques trevor interestingly that style of fishing your style kind of what you have gravitated towards has really grown into a successful business curious to know how did fitzgerald fishing get started and really what is your consumer niche that has continued its growth yeah in 2008 my wife and i decided that i wanted to start building some custom rods for myself you know i was using some other brands and they were good rods there was just few different things I wanted different, you know, for myself. So we went and bought everything to build rods and had no idea what we were doing, you know, just started reading a lot of different things and figuring out how to build these rods. Well, my wife is more of an artistic type person and she wanted to try it. And the very first one she built looked like a work of art. I was like, this is perfect. You know, this is exactly what I'm looking for. So I sweet talked her into building me five or six of those and started to use them. And buddies of mine here in the area, guys I team fished with, you know, they started using them and wanting them. So we started building them for them and selling them to them. And then it just kind of took off from there. Some of the guys that we were building them for had some great success with them. You know, way back a long time ago, Brian Thrift reached out to us, wanted some custom flipping sticks made. And that was really what kind of started us was in the industry, we were well known for like frogging and flipping style rods, you know, Florida rods, have really heavy stuff, duty. Right. Yeah, heavy duty rods. And that's where we got our start. So fast forward a few years down the road, I won the 2010 Bass Open on Lake Seminole, and I was flipping. I was punching matted vegetation with one of our custom flipping sticks. So that got quite a bit of press, especially on the Bassmaster side of things with that win. So that kind of helped jumpstart it a little bit more. Then in 2013, a good friend of mine, Rich Howes, won the Bass Open on Lake Toho. And again, he was using our flipping stick, punching matted vegetation. And that was really the turning point. Once there was two wins within a couple year period at that level, people started really paying attention. And um, that was when Tackle Warehouse called and said, hey, we want to check these rods out, send us some samples. And that was the year we got into Tackle Warehouse. And then it really just kind of 
leap forward from there. I mean, you know, obviously any any brand, once you go on Tackle Warehouse, just helps tremendously. The power those guys have, and it just opened it up nationally. Then 2014, we signed Brian Thrift. And, and Brian, while he used our heavy frog and flipping rods, he wanted to do a signature series for himself that was more technique specific for like the Carolinas and the Midwest. So we spent a lot of time with Brian designing those rods to be exactly what he wanted. And then at that point, it helped us as a company become not just a Southeast Ross company, but something that we offer to everybody throughout the country. Since then, we've just added more and more finesse type overall, you know, all around type rods, all in while still offering the awesome flipping sticks that we started with. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's a great story. It's interesting how, you know, it starts off as, you know, just, uh, hey, hon, I need a few rods. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, for the longest time, we had an extra room in our house, and it was literally a rod room. I mean, you'd walk in there, there'd be 40, 50 blanks leaning in the corner, rod parts laying everywhere. You know, then we carried into the garage, and then around 2014, we finally had to rent a warehouse and just make it a big operation. And, you know, we signed more guys. We got our buddy Brian Schmidt. We got an awesome swim jig rod with him we got buddy gross we've got two great rods with him and not just those guys we have a handful really established talented guys on all the tours that use our stuff now with great success and we took it again back to the florida fishing you know frog and flipping i I use braid a lot i was in between braids didn't know what i wanted to use so designed a braid we sell that now uh now we do reels everything we offer is what we use personally you know i mean it's got our name on it and it's what we use personally it's what we have success with and we're just happy to offer that to the consumers to where they can be confident. You know, when they're using our product, they're going to be confident in it. Very cool. Trevor, you, you know, you're in a unique situation. You started rattling off some, you know, like the Thrifts and the Howes and Brian Schmidt and Buddy Gross. And obviously promotion for a business is, is really important. You've seen that. That's how your business was launched, right? It was it was promotion oh, yeah. off of tournament wins and just from people using the product and then them liking the quality and coming back to get more of that product. Can you give the listeners some tips that the guys that are looking to maybe make a move into a sponsorship situation or trying to launch some kind of tournament career in the Toyota series or the pro circuit opens elite series from your perspective, you've got the angling perspective and the business perspective. I mean, it's your company that, uh, you know, anglers are promoting. What are some goods you've seen and what's important to you and what are maybe some things that's a wrong way to approach it? Well, everybody thinks, you know, to be sponsored, you have to just win every single tournament that you fish. And and while doing good in the tournaments is one thing, but what you do outside of the tournaments is just as important. You know, working events, uh, trade shows, Bassmaster Classic, videos, social media. I mean, it used to be just tournament success and what you say on stage. But now with social media and YouTube and everything else, it's so much more than that. I would suggest being an all-around pro staffer, not just one that is really good on the lake and catches them every single time. That's great. If you're that guy, by all means. But if you are that guy, work on the back end also. Work on the social media. Work on, um, you know, a big thing for us is we like our anglers to do recaps, you know, like tournament recaps and talk about the equipment they use because it explains it to the consumer even more as far as what rod or what reel, what line, this and that, you know. And then the other thing is you got to be loyal. You know, you see a lot of people now just jump around from company to company. And while they may think that nobody notices, everybody knows. I mean, especially the people that are in the industry, they notice it. If you've been with a company for a few years and another company comes along and offers you something better, maybe think about, you know, the long term as far as that goes. Because once you start jumping around, it kind of starts to tarnish your name a little bit for companies wanting to 
bring you on as a pro staffer. You know, if, if you use the product and you believe in it and the deal's decent enough, I suggest staying with it as long as it makes sense. Diversifying sounds like what's important to Trevor, and, and I think I would definitely agree with that. You've got to touch all the points. There's so many ways to uh, market and use the media that's available that's free, right? I mean, it's free to the angler yeah. to utilize those processes, and they can be as successful as they want to be. And, and typically, it has to do about your get-go, right? I mean, uh, you know, how much oh, time sure. do you have to put into it? And, and uh, the more time you put into it, the more successful you're going to be, and the more opportunity that Trevor Fitzgerald looks at you and says, hey, I want to sponsor that angler. You know, so uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even YouTube. YouTube's so big now. you got guys that are promoting products on YouTube that don't even tournament fish, but they have a great following, and it's a great thing for them. You know, I mean, it, and that's just all through YouTube. So things have changed a lot. Being diversified is very important as far as being a pro staffer, absolutely. You bet. All right, Trevor. Man, this has been a great diverse conversation. We're going to dive into some more fishing after the break, but we're going to power pole down. Y'all stay tuned. We'll return with more from Trevor Fitzgerald right after this message. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the power pole is the ultimate shallow water boat positioning tool. Swift. PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong current or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole. Swift. Silent. Secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. Bass Edge Radio presented in part by Mercury Marine Go Boldly returns with professional angler Trevor Fitzgerald in the Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. That's right, Lucas Oil high-performance marine products. For oil that surpasses all manufacturers' requirements, be sure to visit the BassEdge.com store for free shipping. It works. Trevor, you have 13 top 10s in 52 events with uh, the Major League Fishing format. I'm a numbers guy. That's 20% of your finishes in the top 10. Very, very impressive stats. I kind of would like to pick your brain to see if you can identify, you know, you, a lot of times we ask anglers this question like, well, you know, I just go out there and do my thing and, and that's how it happens. But I've got to believe that, you know, kind of what you've said before, you have an ability to identify and really relate with the strength that you have and the ability to be an angler that is able to be kind of knocking on the door of the winner's circle so often. Yeah, you know, I just always try to set myself up. No matter what tournament, where it's at, the weather conditions, I always try to set myself up for what's coming. You know, um, I don't so much focus on the past because I've done that before and it never works out for me. I always try to think of what's going to happen next. You know, whether it's a big cold front coming and we need to prepare to catch them under the mat or it's a warming trend on a full moon and there's going to be bed and fish everywhere. And one of my things is I just try to, you know, on the water in the tournament, I try to keep myself calm. You know, if, if I go and in, in initial plan and I do it for a couple hours and it's not working or I haven't caught a fish. A lot of guys say they, they'll get spun out if their first couple hours goes bad. And I just try to not let that happen. I stay positive all day long. And I start thinking, you know, whenever you don't get spun out, you think a lot clearer. So you can then kind of, you know, articulate, what is my next move? You know, what do I need to do to at least survive this day? Because most of these multi-day events, you can definitely win it in a day and you can lose it in a day also. And the biggest thing whenever you're having one of those tough days is to not lose it that particular day. At least catch some fish and put some weight on the board. So I've always been very blessed in, in that aspect to keep myself calm and focus on okay this isn't working let's look at this and it's been a situation before where you know i remember a tournament where i literally had to sit down and just re-rig a couple rods because i wasn't ready for what i encountered on the water 
you know. And I think that if guys will look at it that way and not just scrap the whole day because the initial plan didn't work, that helps tremendously, especially in the tournament. Yeah, that's that's a great point there, Trevor, as far as even just uh, sitting down, re-rigging. You know, you might find, man, you were fishing, you know, this size line and maybe the water's cleared, it's got more dirt, whatever the situation is, and, and kind of restaking your approach. Yeah. I think not enough anglers are willing or have the ability to scratch what they've been doing and they just kind of keep going through the motions and all of a sudden eight hours goes by and uh, they come back and, and they're wondering why it was such a tough day. But uh, you, you're sure. definitely, you know, got that ability to put yourself in a position to uh, make those changes and, and have the confidence to do that. So super critical, important, obviously, you know, talking about springtime fishing in Florida, obviously we, we've got a huge tournament, first tournament coming up of the year, the MLF Pro Circuit at uh, Okeechobee. Uh, I think practice starts in about a week and a half or so. So uh, that's coming up real soon. You know, not diving into the big O here, but just talking generalities. A lot of folks enjoy vacationing in Florida during February and March. If you're from out of town, love to know what lakes are you going to advise somebody to check out? So many small, good, mid-sized lakes in Florida. Secondarily, what is the easiest technique to spend time with in the spring just to get bites and have some fun if you're out there on vacation, just kind of getting things started, knocking off that winter rust? Well, you know, the Kissimmee chain's just outside of Orlando, so it, it's always a great vacation destination. I understand with COVID going on, everything, things are a little bit different, but if it wasn't for that, you'd have Disney and Universal and all those different places that you could take the family and sneak away to the Kissimmee chain for a day or two, the fish also. And the Kissimmee chain is phenomenal. It always produces, you know, and then right up the road about an hour north of there, you've got the Harris chain, which is my whole body of water. And I tell you, I mean, Harris chain the last couple of years has just been producing amazing bag of fish and, and big giant fish too you know so it's a really nice scenic chain of lakes also i mean it's even one if the family wanted to go fishing with you would be a great place to take them but you know february march is like our primary spawn so you're going to be looking for them shallow you know a great technique this time of year is just taking like a cinco or any type of paddle tail worm you know i I like to use the reaction innovation machete worm. It's just what I use personally with a lot of confidence. And you just fish that around any type of like shallow vegetation, lily pads, you know, scattered reeds, thick reeds, anything where they would set up to spawn. And the good thing about this time of year also is you get just a lot of fish up shallow. I mean, all those fish that live out deep in these lakes just come shallow. You know, they're up there staging, they're spawning, they're post-spawn. They're hanging around. So fishing shallow, I say, you know, six foot and less is ideal this time of year if you're coming down here to, to try and catch a really big one. I got a quick question. You talked about, you know, the machete worm, kind of that paddle tail worm with a cut tail. They love that thing swimming in the state of Florida, yeah. right? Just just a slow wind. You know, not your typical worm fishing that, you know, 90% of the people think about in the other parts of the country, right? They're talking about a quarter ounce weight, throwing it out there. Not that you can't do that in Florida, obviously, and, and pitch around lily pads and things like that. But, yeah. but what is it so special I, about that swimming worm? And do you have any tricks or, or ways you like to fish that bait to get bites? I swim it a lot, but I swim it not up high in the water column i swim it real low i like you said i throw it on a quarter ounce weight i throw it on a five watt hibusa 959 it's a heavy duty hook designed for these florida bass and that's actually the same exact setup i won the st john's toyota with last year and you know i was i was catching some sight fish in that tournament last year but i also caught a lot of fish you know in the canals when i was looking for other fish when i was swimming that worm they were spawners i just couldn't see them 
you know, they were up ahead of me. But I feel like if you swim that worm low, it brings it just over the bed. And I just feel like they think it's a shiner or a brim coming in to mess up their eggs, you know, their spawning activity. And I don't feel like a lot of them bite it to like, you know, that's, that's my meal. It's more of a reaction of the guard mechanism in their mind you know and this is a great setup and you're right Kurt. i mean they love that thing to be you swam here in florida big time and, and it's a good way to cover water and it's a good way to catch a lot of fish and some big ones too yeah good stuff so trevor let's say i concede the numbers of catching uh to kurt and i want to target a large fish a trophy bass in florida is there different cover or different things that i should be doing and looking at and considering as far as on the technique scenario that will kind of help me accomplish that yeah this time of the year if you're down here during the spawn like i was talking about that the pads the reeds stuff like that that's the type of stuff you want to look for as we leave the spawn if you're down here april may we transition more into a bluegill spawn and while everybody wants to come to florida for the actual bass spawn at Itself, sometimes the best time to catch an absolute giant down here is during that brim spawn period, the April, May. And the fun thing is you're targeting the same cover, the brim spawn where the bass just finished spawning. You know, they're in the lily pads and the reeds and stuff. So really for that four-month period of time, you can fish the same cover with great success. Well, Aaron, um, there you go. You, you Now you know how to catch your Florida giant next time you go on vacation. That's right. There. But what I think is uh, also interesting, Trevor, about the state of Florida, that out-of-towners really got to be caught cognizant of is the speed of presentation in Florida. You know, you can speed up and still catch fish. You know, there is a definitive difference in the state. I don't know if it's like the vegetation, just the species of bass, but it seems like you really got to slow your speed down as far as how fast you're covering water in that area of the country to be consistently successful. Do you buy into that strategy? And just how slow is Florida slow? Because I feel like it's a totally different pace. Yeah, you have to buy into that strategy to catch big ones down here. Granted, you can catch a big one on a fast-moving bait from time to time, but to consistently catch the big one, you definitely have to fish a little slower. And, and I feel like that has more to do with our strain of bass. They're just not as aggressive as some of the other strains of bass, you know, like the northerns and stuff are way more aggressive. But the difficult thing for people that come to Florida from out of state, especially for tournaments, is since you have to fish slow to get the majority of the big bites, it's sometimes time-consuming to find the right areas. You know, you have to actually cover water to find them. But then I feel like once you find them, you have to slow down to pick it apart. And it's so funny how this state is. Like, these bodies of water we have are huge, you know, and things can fish so small. You know, I mean, you can literally catch a 20 to 30-pound bag maybe by moving the boat 20 feet at times, you know. And, And that's hard for a lot of people to grasp. But it's just reality of how our fishing is here. The fish get so condensed in different areas. And a lot of it has to do with the type of bottom in that area or the type of vegetation. And I honestly feel that once one starts spawning there, others come. They sense it. They smell it. I don't know what it is, but it just attracts more fish to that specific spot. So, yeah, slowing down in Florida is definitely, you know, a thing that you need to do. Absolutely. Very good. Trevor, uh, I tell you what, we got a listener question. I saw this question come in about, I don't know, it was like six or 10 days ago. And man, when, when we lined up our interview to have you on the show, I thought this is a perfect question for Trevor. And uh, this segment of our show, by the way, is brought to us by Nitro Performance Bass Boats. Question comes in from Gilbert Arroyo. He's out of West Texas, actually El Paso area. Gilbert asks, 
I'm using this winter as an opportunity to organize my tackle and upgrade my rods and reels. Given a fixed budget, where would you suggest more money be spent, on the rod or on the reel? I would say for sure the reel. And the reason I say that is there's so much more to making a reel than there is a rod as far as more moving parts, more metal parts, a lot more precise machinery goes involved with a reel. You know, while you obviously get what you pay for, you can still get a really good rod these days at an affordable price. But once you start going to that lower level, say, you know, below like 150 bucks on a reel, you really start to notice the difference. And, and then you'll also get into the more like plastic frame reels and stuff like that. Once you get into that lower cost, you'll feel it flexing, you know, on bigger fish and fishing heavier cover. So I would say spend your money on the reel. Absolutely. You know, um, and there's plenty of options. Um, rods out there on the reel quickly uh, before we shut that segment down trevor any idea or recommendations for gilbert as far as like kind of an all-around reel that would cover a couple different techniques and and also then gear ratio just quickly if you could comment on those two things sure i mean obviously i recommend our brand reels we've got a stunner um, reel that retails 149 phenomenal reel for the price all metal frame we also have a vld 10 that's 179 10 ball bearings all metal frame the best overall gear ratio 7 to 1 you can do everything with it you can fish finesse stuff you can frog flip everything with seven to one gear ratio good stuff trevor thanks for uh helping gilbert with uh his dilemma on where to spend the money and i think you answered that quite well so gilbert one more thing that we need from you and that is to log on to bassedge.com click the claim your prize tab fill out the information and we are going to get the bass edge gift sent out to you and if you would like to get a gift from the show here at bass edge all you got to do send in a question you can email us support at bassedge.com or you can go in through the website click on the ask the pros tab and uh if your question is chosen to be answered on the show by a awesome angler like trevor fitzgerald then you will win a gift from bass edge radio well trevor as always we appreciate you carving out time to uh hang out with kurt myself and the rest of bass edge nation certainly look forward to watching you on the major league fishing pro circuit series this year and we'll be sure to stay in touch with fitzgerald fishing company um before we head out any closing thoughts or, or remarks for bass edge nation i just um ask everyone to check us out you know um you can see our website it's fitzgeraldfishing.com and then instagram fitzgerald fishing and if you got questions on any of the products or anything or any technique specific things you know just email us we respond to everybody and um, i greatly appreciate you guys having me on it was great awesome trevor we well, look forward to following along and watching you at weigh in because i'll be there right along with you and hopefully you come up with a great year on the uh, pro circuit series um man if uh, if i can do anything for you out there on the road always give me a shout but uh, man i appreciate you spending the time here and hanging out with us here on the show aaron and i are going to return with some of these interview highlights in just a moment y'all hang tight bass edge radio will return in a moment know the importance of protecting your investments so why use anything else other than the original and toughest diy keel protector for your boat megaware keel guard grinding sand abrasive rocks and concrete ramps are no match for our exclusive contoured edge and patented technology megaware keel guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the longest-lasting, most dependable keel protection for your boat. Guaranteed for life. Developed specifically by boat builders, offering the best keel protection in the industry. 
Also from MegaWare Keelguard, Skegguard, FlexStep Pro, and Pontoon Guard. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. MegaWare Keelguard. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the PowerPole is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole, swift, silent, secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. Be at home with nature, with nature-inspired art, decor, and gifts by Wild Wings at wildwings.com. Explore art prints and canvas wraps of bass, trout, walleye, muskie, and more by acclaimed artists like Mark Sassino. I primarily paint underwater scenes of game fish and usually in a fishing situation, going after prey or going after a lure or a fly. I get asked sometimes whether I like fishing better or artwork. It would be tough to give either of them up. I can't really think of a good reason to give either up, so I'm going to stick with them. Make your home, office, or cabin show off your passion for angling. Visit wildwings.com backslash Bass Edge and sign up for an exclusive offer to Bass Edge listeners of 10% off your next order. Give something special to your loved one and be at home with nature. Visit wildwings.com backslash Bass Edge. That's wildwings.com backslash Bass Edge to get 10% off your next order of nature-inspired art, decor, and gifts by Wild Wings. You know, thinking kind of here now, looking back on that interview, it's not often that we talk so much about an angler that not only can catch fish, has developed a bait company, you know, and then kind of spun that into a whole industry and then is now only becoming a rookie on the national tours (laughs) who's qualified multiple times but turned it down. I mean, that uh, that was quite the uh, roller coaster. Um, but Trevor, what a great guy. Yeah, dude. Really good guy. Smart guy. Uh, you know, used to, we, we didn't mention this in there. He used to be a police officer. Uh, he's a retired police officer and uh, full-time into the fishing deal. And, and dude just flat out catches them. I, I will say this. He talked about how his company got started, his wife making some rods, and, you know, then somebody else asked for some rods. And what happened was they were enjoying something. You know, they were enjoying a process, in this case, making rods. And uh, because they enjoyed something, in my opinion, that's why they're successful at what they do. You know, you've got to really love what you do to really take it next level. And and I feel like that's where Fitzgerald Fishing is going with that. And not only because Trevor's a great angler, because he loves bass fishing and catching fish and all that process, but even his family, you know, they just got into the whole business. They enjoyed it. You know, his wife must have enjoyed making rods at some moment in time. She might sure. not enjoy it now. Sure, <laughs> but, sure. But, uh, but uh, that's how it all got started. And uh, it's, it's cool. It's good to watch, you know, how something that you like to do can turn into uh, a successful business entrepreneurial situation because you just simply like to do it. It's fun to see. So yeah, great, yeah, great story. Travel. Yeah, awesome, and, awesome tips. And you know, you bring up a good point, Kurt. I mean, uh, you know, that's Bass Edge's uh, slogan is kind of pursue your passion. You know, that's that's how the whole Bass Edge product came about was just because we all liked it, like to do it and here we are 345 episodes later, but uh, I, I think I think that goes for like anything that you do. You know, if you're passionate about it, you're going to have much different results than if you're just ho-hum, you know, putting in, punching your time clock. So anyway, I 
again, just want to uh, thank Trevor for carving out time for us to be on Bass Edge Radio. But we have reached the end of episode 345. In the meantime, all things Bass Edge, you can do that several ways through our website, BassEdge.com, the store where there is free shipping on Lucas products. And of course, we've got Jay McNamara's newest book that's been flying off the shelves. Be sure to check that out. And certainly all of our social media platforms. And again, Bass Edge, now on Spotify. Not sure what that really is, but I know we're there. So if that is your media of choice, now you have another option. We certainly know that you have many options of how to spend your time. And Kurt and I certainly thank you for spending it with us on each and every episode. Until next time, we look forward to seeing all of you February 15th for another great episode of Bass Edge Radio. So long, everybody. The Edge is presented by MegaWare KeelGuard. For more information on Bass Edge or to shop at the Bass Edge online store, visit BassEdge.com. And be sure to join Kurt Dove and Aaron Martin right here on another episode of The Edge. Brought to you in part by Nitro Boats, Lucas Oil, ProtectTheHarvest.com, Mercury Marine, PowerPole, and Rapaholic.com.